Good Monday morning to you. Welcome to Brewers Briefing. I'm Brooks Brewer, and it's time for us to talk about what's happening in the world of news and current events. Get your thoughts and opinions on the subjects as well. You can do that by giving us a call or a text on the brew lines, 918-756-3646. Text or call, one number does it all, 918-756-3646. And you can text in your good mornings or uh, comments, memes, jokes, whatever it may be that uh, we need to know about. Uh, get involved in the program. We appreciate that. Good morning, David. Hope you're doing well, sir. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you and you and you had a good weekend as well. It's going to be a beautiful week for the weather. Let's take a look at some of that. See what it's going to be today. Okay, there it is. It's finally finished. Um, is that correct? It's 38 degrees still? Still cool out. Let's check it again. Let's refresh. Yes, 38 degrees at Okmulgee Municipal. Wow. It's going to be 78, though, today. So it's going to be nice. Just a little bit cool this morning. High of 78. Sunshine. Southern breeze is 20, uh, 10 to 20. So pretty nice right there. Tonight, clear and 55 degrees. Tomorrow, all the way to 80 degrees. Lots of sunshine. South winds 20 to 30. Lower 60s overnight. Back to 80 tomorrow. No, Wednesday, I should say. And breezy. Gosh, winds 20 to 40 miles an hour on Wednesday. It's no bueno. Chance of rain Thursday. 40% chance of rain. 80 degrees. Friday looks like 72. Cooling it back down a little bit. And Saturday, the bottom falls out, 62 degrees for the high temperature. That's no good. North winds 20 to 25. Are you kidding me? On the weekends? Who ordered that? God is not happy. Sunday, 65 and sunshine. Current temperatures around Oklahoma. Let's see. What do we got? 40 up in the panhandle, Eva and Buffalo. There's a 58 right there in Woodward, though. It's a hot spot in the entire state. It's really weird. It's like one little circle right there up in Brett Brewer country. That's where he's uh, broadcasting this morning. As a matter of fact, he's on the air now. I have an elder brother broadcasting in Woodward, and I got one out in Elk City, but he doesn't get on the air much. He just tells everybody else what to do. 40s all around the eastern part of uh, green country, McAllister, 39 degrees, and 47 in Hectorville. Okay, jump in here, get involved in the program. Again, 918-756-3646. You texters, use that. Text me, call me. We're, we're going to probably hear from represent, uh, Representative Fetgatter this morning. I did uh, talk to him over the week, last week, and he said to remind him with a text message this morning. Reminder. There you go. Right there. So he's got that. And Oklahoma's got some weird news out there going on. Now, you mean keeping up with this stuff? Lord have mercy. Particularly McCurtain County. McCurtain County, down south, down there, there is a bunch of hillbillies down there, and they are backwards. Bass backwards, backwards. Unbelievable. Have you been have you heard about the stories down there? The governor even came out and, and, and is uh, calling for these boys to resign. The sheriff and whoever it was involved in these meetings. And quite frankly, I don't know all the details about all this stuff. I've been getting little snippets and little parts, and I read part of a newspaper article down there, and I don't know all the details, so you, you can help fill me in on this stuff. But it's so dead gun backwards. Something about a house fire. Somebody burned. I heard. I heard some audio 
some gal died in a house fire going in to rescue her dogs. And they were laughing about her body and just horrific stuff. And then there's supposedly some talk about uh, them wanting to uh, hang people and, and and I don't know what all. Let's talk to Faye Roy, see what he has to say about all this. Yeah. Good morning, Faye Roy. Thanks for calling in. Boy, you ain't going to believe this, but I was, I was messing with my phone and it started ringing. <laughs> well, welcome in. I was going to tell I was going to text you good morning, Brooks. Well, well, this is the official way right here, buddy. Good morning. Yeah. How are you, buddy? Hanging in there like a loose tooth. How are you? Can't complain. Good. Still alive. Well, what do you think about this McCurtain County craziness down there? A bunch of redneck racist sheriffs and yeah, people yeah. down there and officials. Yeah, it's kind of rough, isn't it? Well, it's really rough. They were talking about this too bad they can't kill some certain reporters and and bury them. And I mean, it's pretty <laughs> pretty out there, man. Big time. I mean, well, I, I haven't heard it all. Like you know, the racist stuff or something about too bad they can't hang anybody anymore. I don't know what all. Have you heard about it? Well, I just a little bit. I have somebody that uh, tells me about some of that. Yeah, news, yeah. That I don't get. I don't get a lot of that stuff. Well, it's bad stuff. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not down there in that. Yeah, yeah. it's that's hillbilly down there. You're you're not quite that hillbilly in my estimation. That's about as hillbilly as it gets. Well, yeah, you better not uh, put me in a group like that. No, boy. no, I'm saying you're, you're not. You're no, you're little... you're elite hillbilly. <laughs> you're you know. You're out there, boy. Well, what, what does elite mean? Oh, you're you're, you're the, the that's what I am. You're top shelf hillbilly, man. Come on, <laughs> top shelf. Okay, listen. All right. I'm sorry I bothered you. Uh, well, why do you, you say that? It never bothers. So don't ever say that to me again. Okay. Uh, that's right. the last of it. All right. Okay. All right, buddy. See you. You have a good one. Uh, bye bye. Yeah, there's an article down here in the McCurtain Gazette News. County officials discuss killing, burying Gazette reporters. And they have all this on audio. As a matter of fact, they got these boys red-handed. And Governor Stitt said it's appalling and calling for these boys to resign. Whoever's all. I know the sheriff's involved. I don't know if there's county commissioners, who all it is. But it's uh, it is not good. And, you know, it reminded me, I remember a story some years ago. And some of you old-time listeners, if you've been listening very long, will remember this story. Remember down in McCurtain County, they had a um, some kind of festival. I can't remember what it was. I don't think it was a balloon festival, but it might have been the balloon festival. Anyway, where vendors set up their little booths. Remember that? <laughs> it's not funny. And there's some old boys down there that were serving human testicles at their little booth. Now, I think they mixed it with something else. I can't remember exactly the details. I just remember they were doing these surgeries, and you could go down there, and they would perform a, a surgery out in the barn. 
to castrate you. And there was people going down there to do it, getting these cheap surgeries. And, I mean, it's a, <laughs> God, we live in this weird times. And that was back a few years ago. And they would take these testicles and serve them up at the festival. <laughs> like, you better be praying over that food that you get out there when you go down to the McCurtain County Festival, okay? I don't even know if that'd work. It's bizarre down there anyway. McCurtain County, it's, it's, a, it's a joke. It's, it's a, I don't know. It's terrible. And this paper's come out, and these boys need to be taken care of down there. You know what I'm saying? It's unreal. My gosh. You know, Oklahoma's got it bad enough reputation. I watched a video yesterday talking about a movie that's come out called Nefarious. And I don't know if you've heard about this or not. Probably not. Maybe have. I think it's in some theaters around. And it's kind of a, what would you call it? It's uh, it's kind of a horror thriller mixed with a Christian message. Okay. A guy named Steve Deese and somebody else put it together. And he was, he was talking with Pastor Mark Driscoll, I think the guy's name was. And the movie is, it's got some kind of demonic killer dude that is from Oklahoma in the movie. And of course they were laughing about, yeah, well, of course it's got to be Oklahoma. And they were mocking us about not having any teeth and doing that kind of stuff. And it's like, we got a bad enough reputation for whatever reason around the country. And then this kind of stuff, it doesn't help it. We got to tighten up our game down there. It's not good. Anyway, we'll uh, maybe dig into that a little bit more. <laughs> See what all's going on down in McCurtain County. But anyway, uh, what else is happening in the world of news? Is my text machine working? I don't see anybody coming in on the text line yet, and that's got me concerned. Somebody text me. Let me see if that thing's working, would you? 756-3646. I see no one, and that's not normal. Not normal at all. So the Bud Light deal is continuing. Bud Light is stacking up at the convenience stores. Nobody is buying Bud Light. Because if you do drink it, it does make you gay. That's the new rumor on the street or, or turn you into a drag queen. Either one. I've seen both. And uh, Rasmussen did a poll. They, they say it's, uh, it's, it's done, but they're releasing the poll privately to the Bud Light management first. And they say it's not only interesting, it's devastating to Bud Light. And, uh, you know, they lost me, of course, with that, and that's probably $1 billion, And they've lost, like, what, $6 billion in market cap value since, uh, since this whole thing started. And anyway, stack it up. I've gone to Yingling, America's oldest brewery, good old American beer. Yingling, I guess it's called. Yingling means a, a youngster. In German. Anyway, it's pretty good stuff. Okay, there's the tax machine. Good morning. Thank you. Loud and clear. All right, good. All right, just checking. You people are kind of slow on a Monday. Let's go. Let's get with it. Um, Are we taking the number one spot over Arkansas? What a deal. Yes, we are. Evidently. You know, it used to be an Arkansas thing, right? All the hillbilly stuff. <laughs> Not anymore. We're selling testicles and whatnot down in McCartan County. All right. Squeal for, for me, says Fayroy. Okay, I'm glad that thing's working. Anyway, what was I talking about? We were talking about Bud Light. That's what we were talking about. And um, and so, <laughs> this is, 
I don't know. Have you seen that Donald Trump Jr. has gotten in on this deal? And he's weighing in on everybody, telling now nah, leave Bud Light alone. That's right. I had it queued up for you this morning, and now I can't seem to find the dadgum thing. Golly, what is wrong with Twitter? I had you a queued up uh, audio that I was going to play. Maybe it's in politics. Let me go over to my politic folder. Here it is, right here. Okay, so Bud, so Donald Trump Jr. is saying, look, you guys lay off Bud Light. They got a bad marketing person in there. So what? They, they've been known to give to conservatives more than they give to the liberals, you know. It's back off. I don't know. So here's Ron DeSantis, what he thinks about it, next to what Jr. thinks about it. On wanting to see an economy where businesses focus on their core missions rather than indulging in woke political activism. And what you see happening, and look, some of it's annoying, some of it they're virtue signaling, and it is grating, and honestly I think, you know, what's going on here? You see Bud Light and doing all this stuff. But some of this stuff I think is really insidious. When you look at movements like ESG, environment, social governance, what they are trying to do is they're trying to hijack corporate power in order to advance an ideological agenda. Boom. Okay, so that's DeSantis. Here's uh, Junior, Don Junior talking about it. This is one like we're dunking on them now, but when you actually look into it, they'd be one of the more conservative-leaning companies in America. So they've been put on notice. I'm leaving them alone. I think you should probably do the same. Okay, so he's telling you to leave them this alone. This is one like we're dunking. Okay, okay. So, you know, I guess it does beg a question. All right, so what do you do about this? Here you got this Bud Light company, and they donate a lot to the GOP. They, they give millions of dollars to the Republicans. And so the Republicans are like, Junior, like, hey, man. All right, they made a mistake. They've been put on notice. But we don't want to run them off. And, you know, these elections, unfortunately, it seems to me like they are just one with who's got the deepest pockets. Right? Is it kind of like that? On them now. Hey, 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 hey I've already let you talk. Stop it. We look into hey, 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 hey. I know he was, he's really eager to get that out. So, so it's, so, so it's the question. So, okay. Yes. Maybe they have done that in the past. Maybe they are big donors, but I'm not ready to go back to any kind of Anheuser-Busch product myself. I'm like, Hey, look, you, you, you full on chose this. And then the CEO comes out and makes a statement. There's no apologies. No apologies for letting, putting this guy with woman face on the beer can. No apologies. Just, and now they're running these new ads. I saw an ad this morning with a Clydesdale running all over America. It's as bigger than a beer. This is about the American spirit. Blah, blah, blah. Where a handshake was a man's bond in his word. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so this is all American. <laughs> they're, they're trying to recover. I mean, they have <laughs> lost six billion is even a lot to Budweiser, I guess. It's more than I make in an entire year, so I mean that is that is a lot of money, and uh, 
So what do you think? Should we should we leave them alone? Or should we take them, continue to boycott? I say we boycott them. I say we just dunk on them hard. That's what I say. I, I've switched. Completely switched. Somebody says Channel 6 had the story about McCurtain County. Yeah, I saw that. Probably robbing that for the news later. Cooler stock has gone up about 10% since Bud went woke, says somebody here. See, I, 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 don't, I was going to go to Coors Line, but then I found out they're just as liberal, maybe worse. So, uh, Fayroy says, boycott. Bagash. So, we're going to continue the boycott. We're not going to listen to Don Trump Jr. I think it's a bad look, really, too. It looks to me like, you know, he's getting paid off. I mean, maybe the bunch of that money's coming to the... Ah, you know, I don't know. Probably... They're in bed with you know these these. Who knows? I think it's money. I think he's influenced by money instead of principle. But you could make the argument that they got a bad hire, and she screwed up with a bad campaign. What about that? You ever hired anybody that was not a good hire? I'm raising my hand right there. <laughs> Woo! Yes, I have. Mercy. <laughs> Don't even get me thinking about it, okay? I want to try to forget all those times. Let's move on. See what else is happening in the world of news. Lindsey Graham is slamming comments by Tucker Carlson and Marjorie Taylor Greene that they were kind of defending this uh, this leaker that leaked the uh, information, you know, about Ukraine and the U.S. and all, those, all that stuff. Lindsey Graham's coming at them pretty hard saying, you know what, uh, this, is, this is endangering the lives of people out there. And, uh, so this is, this is not good. And Tucker and those boys are making him sound like he's a hero and all that kind of stuff. Of course you can expect Lindsey Graham to come out and do that kind of stuff. He, he's just a, he's a warmonger, man. He loves him some war. So uh, Damon Burley is, is in here this morning. Good morning, Damon. He says, uh, stay the hell out of McCurtain County. Learned that in college. <laughs> Really? Maybe we need to know more about that story. So, anyway, Damon's been, uh, he's been down there. He's been down there. Happy birthday, David. Whose birthday is it? It's not my birthday. Is this Scott's birthday today? We'll have to ask him. He's going to call in here in a second. Anyway, Lindsey Graham, defend, you know, it's like, stop it. You people, stop it. I don't care about Lindsey Graham. He, he's such an old just go on, man. All you do is just talk, Lindsay. You talk and you act scary and, and, and people move out of the way, but you don't ever do anything. Nothing. Kyle Becker says, though the FBI's narrative is already taking shape, the Pentagon Papers leaker is a potential traitor to the country for exposing top secret documents about the Ukrainian war. Meanwhile, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman is a patriot. Remember him? Remember Vindman, Alexander, Colonel Alexander Vindman? He was the guy that came against Trump, exposed Trump's attempt as a president to investigate the Biden family corruption in Ukraine. Remember that? Okay. One of these guys is a hero, and the other one is a villain. Wonder which is which. Comparing the media's treatment of Trump impeachment whistleblower 
versus the Pentagon Papers leaker. And it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting narrative. You think about it. It's Kyle Becker. He's got a substack on this whole article about it. Why did Vindman get the, uh, the hero treatment for trying to, uh, is this the same thing or is this apples to oranges? Maybe I don't, you know, I don't know. Probably not. It's the way it works. If you're coming against Trump, the media is going to give you a red carpet. And if you're exposing the government, the Bidens and the leftists and all the goofy generals up there, well, you're a criminal and you're going away for a very long time. That's what it looks like is happening here. Anyway, I'm not going to read that whole thing for you. It's too long. But it is interesting to think about. Oh, what is he going to say here? Let me see. He said something here. Tell me a nation's heroes and villains, and I will tell you this nation's future. Boy, ain't that the truth. That's, that's pretty spot on right there. Who are we venerating and who are we degrading? Oh, we venerate people that, that do woman face, dress up like women, yet they have a Peter. And we put them on beer cans and we celebrate them. And we bring them to the White House. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We have on the line Representative Scott Fitgetter. Good morning, sir. Here's your clap. How are you? Hello. Can you hear me? I got you now, man. Good morning. Welcome. Hope I didn't wake you. No, no, no. no, no. It's Monday morning. I got the rolling. <laughs> well, How are you? I'm good. Thanks. I'm I'm good. I appreciate you taking the time to visit with us this morning, man. We got some weird news in Oklahoma lately, and I mean, we were talking about the McCurtain County craziness going on down there, which brought us oh, back man. to the story of them selling human testicles at a festival down there some years ago. And then these crazy, goofy, racist, backwoods, hillbilly sheriff and company down there. And then we got the cockfighting stuff going around, and we got dogfighting talk going around. And fat getter, you got to do something. Clean this state up a little bit. It's looking bad out there. <laughs> well, I don't have any I don't have any part of my district such as McCurtain County. So Aren't you glad? Not a whole lot I can do that. You need to talk yeah, to your constituents I, I over your colleagues, I, I mean, would. excuse me. Yeah, my my colleague, I can tell you that my colleague in the House that from McCurtain County, he's uh, not happy. And, of course, the governor issued a statement on the issue uh, yesterday yeah. and yeah. Uh, asked for the immediate, immediate resignation of the sheriff, county commissioner, a couple other people. So, yeah, well, uh, good. That's terrible. That's, terrible. That's the least. Yeah, it's horrible. It's yeah, horrible. it's horrible. It is. But there's no dog fighting being legalized in Oklahoma. Oh, we're not. Are we lowering the penalties for dog fighting? Well, what we're doing is uh, there is a there is a bill out there, and right now, if you were to read the language, it's a hundred and ninety something pages of felonies. And what we're doing is we're classifying felonies to standardize the uh, sentencing guidelines. Uh, behind felonies. So we haven't seen the language that uh, the author of the bill um, is working on at this point. It's a, it's, it's, it's a title off bill, which uh, that's, that's kind of internal language for us to understand where the bill is in the process. And basically it's a, it's a uh, procedural move that 
we often do when we have an idea or a group of people that we're working with. And in this case, uh, this is a CPAC bill that uh, they're, they're utilizing in other states to try to uh, standardize sentencing guidelines. Um, so I think that I think the intent is to um, to try to lower the prison lit rate population. Uh, especially for nonviolent prison uh, felonies, right? But uh, on that, let me ask that, you a question. Oh, I was. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Scott. Uh, there's a little bit of a delay in this phone thing, so <laughs> I apologize. Um, let me ask you if you know anything about this, because I heard the other day that people that are incarcerated that have uh, like an 85 percent that that will do typically 85 percent of their sentencing are getting and get taken down to 65 percent. Do you know anything about that? And does that apply to everybody across the board? Let's say if you're you're a forty five percent, or do you get yours knocked down to twenty five or thirty five percent? Or do you know anything about that? Honestly, uh, Brooks, I, that, that okay this, about that. Okay, yeah, I haven't I've heard that up here. Okay, well, I assumed it was might be a part of this whole criminal justice reform that you guys are working on, but uh, anyway, just curious. It could. But uh, but again, the language that the author has on the specific bill you're discussing, he, he the only thing in there right now is the list of felonies and how he's okay. going to have them broken out. He is still working on what would the sentencing guidelines look like for those. Okay. Well, what's your what's your week look like? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, the reason for those is because the the uh, the judicial system in Oklahoma. So arbitrary sentencing, and so, so you know, you may have in some some court districts there may be there may be really really harsh penalties for things. Most other court districts, they're not giving quite as harsh a sentence. Well, that's that's for sure, and we see that all over the country too. You see the murderers walking loose up there in whatever whatever state, let's say, and then down here, a guy gets caught with a little bit of weed, and he's going up to prison. I mean, it's it's like that. There is no consistency, yeah. you know. Obviously, across the country, and I guess this is uh, you're, this is an effort to get some some sort of common ground with sentencing for these kind of deals yeah. across these states. You said it's CPAC type of deal, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. And I don't. You'll see this bill. So when I said it's title off, that means it cannot be a law until we we pass it through the House, and so it goes to the Senate. But it can't become a law when we pass something out of the House. Pass it goes to the governor's desk. This bill, because the title is off, goes to the Senate, and then has to come back to the House to vote uh, because that time he would have all language in it. I talked to the author of the bill, and uh, he said he probably didn't see this bill having in it until next year. Okay. Okay. Well, that's explained some of that. What's your week look like? What are you guys doing? Are y'all playing cards, or y'all got other stuff going on? Well, uh, you know, the Speaker of the House and the uh, Senate Pro Tem have been in, in a fight over at our education and which yeah. has kind of had stalled out up here. Uh, but uh, to, we are starting to hear on the floor. And that, you know, we should have actually started hearing some of the last week. So it's going to put us behind a little bit of late night up because of the standoff between the 
leadership in both the House and the Senate. Uh-huh. The the House and the governor, I believe, are pretty well on the same path. And it is kind of the outlier on this issue. Okay, so probably no cards and dominoes this week. Maybe next week. So we'll see. Uh, no, next week will even be worse. Be because worse. next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry, man. I hate that for you guys. No, it's okay. You know, where I get frustrated with, um, you know, people that are higher myself decide to get into a fight over what their issue is, um, uh, whatever the caucus priority hold up the process of moving through it um, until until they get some sort of resolution. And they, even though we're hearing Senate that doesn't mean necessarily the log jam. They know that, that, you know, our deadlines are approached. Dude, we got to get you and a new phone. That, that phone signal is terrible. You're cutting it out pretty badly. But Would you like me to call back and see if I got a better signal? Well, I don't know. Are you on a – you're not on speaker, doesn't sound like, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, – I am on speaker. Oh, uh, let maybe, me, let me. let's try to fix that deal. That is that happen. better? Oh, it seems like it – Finish up what you were saying. Anyway, uh, the logjam is 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 real when it comes to these issues, and you know I don't necessarily need the logjam, and neither do my colleagues. We need to move through this process as as our deadlines rapidly right. approach. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm sure they'll come to some sort of a compromise. I mean, they're going to have know. to at some point, right? I mean. I mean, well, I mean, you either come to a compromise or you completely drop it uh, altogether, or you end up in special session. I mean, that's that's your options. Yeah. yeah. And right now, neither side seems to be budging. Um, the House plan on education is is a lot better for our rural communities and our rural schools, uh, but the but the Senate is just not. They're not budging. What do you know about there these? I see all these reports about, oh, there's going to be all these pop-up schools with this new voucher thing and all that kind of stuff. There's going to be no accountability for these little things. Do you know anything about that? I, I see these little headlines popping around, and I'm not too sure about it. Do you know anything about that or have any concerns about that? Well, I think that if you if you do the tax credit, um, it's not a true voucher, but if, if you do the tax credit, you know that the house plan has proposed that that there could be some cases where, um, yeah, you have you start to have more private schools in more rural areas. Um, you know, Mogi has has a has a private school there, a small private school. Well, that seemed like that'd be and, a good thing to me. I mean, what would be the bad side of that? Well, I don't. I don't necessarily think it's a bad. No, I'm not saying you do, but people are saying that it is. Like, oh, we can't have that. All these little pop-up schools are going to be starting everywhere. And like, well, maybe that's good. I, you know, is there a problem with that? I don't well, know. I think, I think, I think if you use, I think if you use the word pop-up schools, it sounds kind of like back, you know, 15 years ago when you had, you know, pop-up restaurants and pop-up uh, shopping yeah. centers. You know, over a weekend, it makes it a little. Um, a little scary, but I mean, if well, I tell you what, think I think about, competition is good, and I think that breeds more excellence when people have to fight for you know for the dollars and for the kids and all that kind of stuff. I mean, 
I think it could help. It could possibly help our, our education system all around into the kids. Well, you know. I think there's, there, there are studies that show that whenever uh, schools have to compete, that it, that it, you know, certain, I mean, and you can look up in just north of Old Moldy County there in Tulsa, Jinx, and Broken Arrow. I mean, those schools have been competing against each other for years now, uh, or Tulsa Union, uh, and, 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 you, you see what what the results are. I mean, those are good schools that mm-hmm. uh, everybody wants to get their kids in yep. because Tulsa Public Schools is such a disaster. Yeah, well, there you go. That's a good case in point right there. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing uh, at all, and uh, we would be putting additional funding into teacher pay raises and those kinds of things because we are, we are triaging – you know, education with teachers right now, it's, it's just nuts. We don't have enough teachers. And, you know, I would say that part of that has to do with, you know, just all the rhetorics that, you know, if, if you recall, when I got in office, we, you know, within a year, we had a, the teacher walk out and, or about a year and a half, we had the teacher walk out and, you know, all this disruption. And then you had COVID and, you have a lot of a lot of factors that have gone on since I've just been in office over the past, you know, seven years that that that, you know, public education. I mean, kids are not coming out of high school, going to college to become teachers. Yeah. And when you when you take into the account all the uh, baby boomer generation that is retiring right now, it's it's a it's a real strain. But it's not just in education. It's in all sectors of employment yeah. right now. I think education is going to vastly, vastly change over the next five years with AI and all that's coming in the electronic world. It is going to be vastly changed, and uh, we will, I don't even think we'll recognize it five years from now, quite frankly. That's what I think. I've, I've said 10, so you and I are, you and yeah. I are on, on the same page yeah. there for okay. sure. Yeah, it's going to happen yeah. fast. But, Mr. Fingatter, yeah. hey, thanks, man, for giving us your time this morning. Uh, always like talking hey, to you. Thanks for, it's good. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, we'll, we'll get towards the end of the session here, and we can uh, do another one. And then uh, when the session's over, we can come in and do a wrap-up. Okay. And, hey, tell the governor I said hello, and I'd, I'd like to talk to him sometime. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be trying to come to uh, – y'all have a luncheon on Thursday of this week. I got invited with the faith leaders of uh, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City maybe. And, yeah. And you guys come. I'm going to be there, I think. If I'm, that's the plan anyway. So maybe I'll get to see you then. Well, come by and see me. And, I will. Um, tell, tell Kevin I said I hello. Tell you, I've been telling I've been <laughs> telling the governor that I need to meet with him for uh, three months, and I haven't got one yet. So. Well, tell him, tell him I said, you know, we'll go together. Maybe we'll get you in there. Yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. Have All a right. great day. See you, Scott Fedgetter. Right there. He's <clears throat> a good guy right there. Okay. Sorry, Marshall. I just now saw your text. Maybe next time. Take a quick break. We'll come right back. Stay with us here on Brewers Briefing. Twenty minutes before nine o'clock, and then Tradio with Tricia buying, trading, selling, giving stuff away right here on the Brew. Don't miss that. You want to get involved in Brewers Briefing? Give us a call. Give us a text. Nine one eight seven five six thirty six forty six is the number. To get yourself in here. Um, speaking of education, I saw this over the weekend. <clears throat> it said, uh, what if, hear me out, a state with 77 counties didn't have 539 superintendents 
making a combined $68 million a year. Cut that in half, give an extra $34 million to teachers. Just a thought. Somebody is positing on Twitter. 77 counties, 539 superintendents. I don't know, but it seems like Okmulgee County has around nine. Is that right? That may be way off. I can't remember. Seemed like I, that number sticks in my head for some reason. Superintendents. And I don't know if you check it. I'm not trying to get all the superintendents mad at me this morning, but just a question. We should be able to talk about it. How many superintendents does it take? They make a really good salary. Most of them are six figures. Hell of a lot more than teachers are making. And there's a whole bunch of, <laughs> let's see, what is that? Uh, hey, Siri, what's 539 divided by 77? 539 divided by 77 is seven. <laughs> well, there you go. seven superintendents per can. On average, that's just an average right there. So uh, what's that you people? It seems like. Seems like I'm not a superintendent or school teacher, though I pretend to be one on the radio sometimes. You could kind of consolidate some of that. You know, that's a lot of money. Can you not consolidate some of that? Put some of the schools under the, you know, bring it in there, a little bigger umbrella. It's a thought. Something to consider. Anyway. Uh, speaking of schools, the Nationwide Teachers Union is urging schools to promote drag queen story hours to help further an inclusive atmosphere. Oh, yes. That's what we need in our school systems. Thank you to the unions. What would we do without these teachers unions? Oh, my gosh. We wouldn't know what to do. The motion claimed drag queen story hour time can help the heteronormative culture. <laughs> really? The largest teachers. Oh, this is United Kingdom. I'm sorry. In the United Kingdom passed a motion last week urging schools to publicly support of initiatives. Drag queen story hour time to develop a more inclusive atmosphere for LGBTQ students. You left out a whole bunch of letters and numbers in that little deal right there. LGBTQ. That's it. What about the two plus S I elemental P numbers, letters, the alphabet Taliban motion 34 with the national education union passed during its annual conference in Harrogate, England. It's titled raising the aspirations of LGBTQ plus students in our schools. <laughs> Why I'm talking like that. It's uh, to help, you know, the homophobia, biphobia, and transphobia in schools. I didn't know there was a biphobia. Did you know that? I've heard of homophobia and transphobia, but there's also biphobia. You know what I think all them son of bucks are? I think they're all heterophobia, phobic. They're heterophobics. They don't like the, the heterosexuals. And they discriminate against us all the times. It's the uh, educational duty of the union to publicly raise aspirations, hopes, and dreams of the LGBT plus students and encourage all schools to set up an LGBT plus spaces 
God, they are sexualizing everything, are they not? I mean, they're promoting these dudes coming in schools dressed with these big old wigs and all this makeup and sometimes scantily clad outfits. They're promoting this in the schools just in the UK, okay? It's a, but it's coming here. It's the same. People want it here, too. These leftist lunatics, they want it here, too. You know dang well they do. Promoting it all the time. We're fighting it all the time. Drag queen story hour. And it's woman face. These women, you ladies out there should be pissed. You should be pissed. I'm telling you, if you're not, you should be. Men dressing up, misappropriating you ladies. Pretending to be ladies in front of our children to normalize this stuff. Hell, we ought to all be outraged, but the women particularly ought to be leading the fight on this deal. This is a story from Fox, by the way. Goes on. I mean, the UK is further gone than we are. And of course, this is also up in Canada. And a bunch of the leftist Democrats in our country want to be like Europe. They want us to be like Europe. They don't know we fought a war some time ago to break away from all that insanity. But no, they want to go back under all that. Oh, my gosh. It is. It is something else, isn't it? I'm telling you what. They're coming after the kids hard. Big time. All right. What else do we have? Anything else in education? I don't think so. God, it's just everywhere. Okay, what time we got? 8.46? Plenty of time for you to get your thoughts and opinions heard here on Brewer's Briefing. Pharaoh wants to know, what does a superintendent do? <laughs> That's a good question. That is a good question, Pharaoh. Maybe we should go to chat GPT for the answer. I don't know. I, I think they're good at dominoes from what I've heard. And uh, let's ask, 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 what does a high school superintendent do on a daily basis? Uh, okay, we'll see what Chad GPT-4 has to say. Also known as a school district superintendent is responsible for overseeing the administrative operations of multiple schools within the district. The daily tasks may vary, but some of the responsibilities would include developing and implementing district policies. Well, that's not too tough. That's with an email, right? Here you go. Y'all need to be doing this. The superintendent works with school board to establish policies and guidelines for the district. Okay, that's a meeting or two. That's done. Budget management, responsible for managing the district's budget, allocating resources to schools, overseeing financial operations. Personnel management, curriculum and instruction. Uh, let's see what else. And they, kept, they have to maintain open lines of communication with the parents, the staff, the students. School safety, facilities management. Well, they do a lot here. Strategic planning. I'm telling you what. Advocacy. Are you kidding me? There's so many things listed here under the, the title of superintendent. I don't even see dominoes on the list. Not even cards, nothing. Just work. All kinds of work there. Looks like a busy job. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. That's a possibility. And <laughs> that's a real possibility. 
somebody said here that's about four days a month work right there. What else could they be doing? I, hey, I'm just putting it out there. I don't know. It's it's something to think about, isn't it, though? It really is. <laughs> really. Really, really is. Okay, so let's see. What is this story here? We kind of got all that already. Yeah, I'm not going to go back into that story. This was back to the McCurtain County deal. I don't want to go back in there to you. Oh, I saw this. Oh, this is uh, more weirdness from the United Nations. Have you seen this deal? There's reports that's been floating around over the weekend as well. United Nations report calls for decriminalization of all sexual activity, including between adults and children. Ah, the United Nations. Where would we be without those people trying to uh, set up the rules for the world in which we live? And now they're saying, I, I read some of this over the weekend. They're, they're calling for um, decriminalization of pimps that are not coercing their uh, employees, you know, but they're doing it all in fair game for all these sex workers out there and they're pimping them around. They don't think that should be criminalized anymore. We should uh, maybe celebrate that instead. And they, uh, they go on to say reports call for sex between adults and minors to be decriminalized. So long as the minors consent, they say it's uh, should be, should be no age limit whatsoever. Here's all the verbiage says here, respect, with respect to the enforcement of criminal law, any prescribed minimum age of consent to sex must be applied in a non-discriminatory manner. Word salad. Enforcement may not be linked to the sex, gender of participants or, uh, or age of consent to marriage. Moreover, sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age of consent to sex may be consensual. In fact, if not in law, Still more word salad. In this context, the enforcement of criminal law should reflect the rights and capacity of persons under 18 years of age to make decisions about engaging in consensual sexual conduct and their right to be heard in matters concerning them. Whatever that all means. Anyway, the bottom line is they want it to be okay. And that's, that's where this is all going. It's where it's all going. It's all going to pedophilia. They're trying to uh, decriminalize it, normalize it, start with the kids, get the drag queens in the schools, get them started early, get them thinking that they're a different sex. I mean, get these kids changing their sex and confused and taking drugs and hormone blockers. And that's all. It's all. It's all going that way. It's all. It's, it's already there. We're already there. Right here we are. <laughs> Happening all the time, all around us. It's airware. That's what it is. End time scenario where bad is now good and good is now bad, says one listener. I know it. Sweet is bitter and bitter is sweet. Up is down and down is up. Right is wrong and good is bad. How much time do we have left, reckon? I mean, I've been saying we've been in an end of time since I was a born-again Christian. Way back in the day. Seemed like it was coming way back then. Seemed like it's <laughs> really got to be coming now soon. Don't you think? I mean, it's just, it's just so weird. Never been this weird before. We've had wars and rumors of wars that we've never had this. 
that I know of. I mean, I don't know, maybe back in the... It's craziness. All right. Somebody says we got three weeks. <laughs> three weeks? That's it? What would you do knowing you only had three weeks to go? Let's say this person's right and you've got three weeks left. Now, some of you people believe that the Christians are going to be taken up out of here before all hell breaks loose. I think you're dreaming. I think you're hoping and wishing. I don't think it's going to be that way, quite frankly. I don't think so. I don't, I'm not a pre-trib guy. I don't even know that we're going to, there is going to be such a thing as a rapture that's going to take the Christians to heaven and all that stuff. I think the rapture, what I think the rapture is going to be, I think we will be caught up and uh, scooted over to Israel and put back down. <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah, so that's what I think. I don't think, I don't think Christians are going to escape all the craziness and all the uh, tribulation and stuff. But uh, that may be a topic for another time. Father against son, mother against daughter, says one listener. Yeah, that's, that's uh, Jesus said that himself, didn't he? The kids rising up against the parents. We see that. See that happening all the time. Parents against the kids, kids against the parents. Huh. <laughs> huh. Those things that make you go, hmm, I don't know. It's it's just uh, every day it gets weirder out there. But we're going to have to just keep on keeping on. What else are you going to do? Oh, speaking of weird. Okay, so we're kind of on some of this topic right here. I came across this story as well this morning. And this is this is to do with AI and uh, nefarious things, malevo maleficence, maleficence. Malevolent acts, malicious acts. Anyway, there's a deep fake porn is becoming a thing as AI broadens reach into the sewer. So there was some lady, uh, Noelle Martin, became the target of an image-based sexual abuse case. There was no such a crime until there was uh, now a crime. They, they, there wasn't even a name for it. So basically, I, from what I understand, what happened... Somebody took this lady's face from social media and put it on some other people and, and adult film stars. And and with AI, you can do what they call deep fake. Deep fake is like um, when you take somebody, you know, so it could be a President Biden. I've seen this done with Biden. And it's his voice and it's a video and it makes it look like he's speaking the words, even though he's not really speaking the words. And they call it deep fake. And this happened to this woman. They uh, put it out there as if she was doing this sexual stuff. And pretty well could destroy your life, could it not? I'm telling you what, this thing that people even think of, it's just... This AI thing is going to get weirder and weirder and weirder all the time. And it's, and it's it could be extremely dangerous stuff. You're not going to know what to believe. It's already almost there, right? I mean, how do you know... You really don't. They stage this stuff. I mean, I've seen stuff and you've seen stuff. The steel in the war in Ukraine and fake pictures and the blood and the bandages. And it's, it's, it's not even real. And you see CNN, you know, standing in a puddle of water that's, you know, one foot deep. And they make it look like it's up to their neck and people walking in the background. <laughs> 
They stage this stuff all the time. I'm not even sure we went to the moon at this point. I think it could have all been video. I mean, you know, <laughs> it could have been. What's his name? Used to say we never got there. Was it Bud? Buzz? What was his name? Buzz? Buzz Alden? Something like that? What was his name? I don't remember. He said we didn't go. It's weird. But anyway, it's getting worse all the time. You're not going to know what to believe, who to believe. We're going to need a code word. I'll probably have to have a code word every time I come on so they know it's really me. So you'll know that what's coming is the truth. Nothing but the truth. So have my God. When all these things happen, look up, says Fayroy. You preaching good this morning, Fayroy. I think you need to get that virtual offering plate button going. Might get a little offering. Look up, man, from whence thy help comes from. Look to the mountains. Look up. I used to. It was the weirdest thing. I went through a time in my life. This is back in my early 20s. I was really on fire for God back then. I've ebbed and flowed in my life. Sometimes I'm hotter than at other times. I know you're not that way. You're always constant, but I'm not. And it was a time that I, uh, I was constantly looking to the sky, like looking for Jesus all the time. It was weird. I would drive down a road, and I would drive. I was driving a lot back then, and I would just look into the sky all the time. I couldn't keep my face out of the sky. I kept looking, and I didn't even know what I was looking for. I don't know that I was really thinking Jesus was fixing to appear. But I just kept looking to the sky all the time, looking up, looking up, looking up all the time. I'd read a book, I'd look up, I'm looking up, I'm looking up, I'm looking up. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it was a phase. It was weird. I haven't been doing that since. I mean, nothing wrong with looking up at the sky, but I went through that. Like it was a real time frame, and I was on fire for Jesus, and I kept looking in the sky. And that's something. I don't know. I'm weird like that. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. I think we're about out of time. Speaking of weirdness. We're going to get the weird guy out of here and let uh, Trisha come in here and do some buying, trade, and selling. You want to? Y'all probably ready for some Tradio action anyway. Tradio where we buy, trade, and sell it and give it away. Hey, this bro, this program is podcast out there. We, we, we broadcast it. We podcast it. We put it on our website, listentothebrew.com. That's also where Town Talk is. Hope you caught Town Talk this morning. Good interview. We'll have another good one tomorrow and the next day, and they're all good. That's on our website, listen to thebrew.com. Get you a, get your phone app for your phone. It's on it's on the Google Play Store and the Apple Store for just look for the brew. Get your free phone app. Get that going and then we'll uh, get that and, and get yourself over to Apple and to Spotify, wherever you like to get podcast and and subscribe. And uh, we'll do it that way. Okay? You guys have a good Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you a lot. We'll do it again tomorrow. That's the plan.